Welcome to Zenergy, the interactive toolbox providing resources for building a better life. I am Zenashe. I am your catalyst, your coach, and your conduit to that better life. A catalyst, a coach, draws out hidden potential within a subject. A conduit provides a connection. The amazing thing about human beings is we become our four foot, our five foot, our six foot selves from a tiny microscopic seed and egg, something that could fit in the palm of your hand and you still got a whole bunch of room. <laughs> Just as we had massive potential to grow physically, the same is true mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. We have reservoirs that some of us have not tapped into before because unlike the physical, our other areas do not develop by autopilot. Any athlete knows all a coach can do is unleash what was already inside. As your Zenergy Catalyst, I will connect you with tools through interviews, motivational techniques, and food for thought. But a coach does not work alone. I am not alone today. I have a teammate here with me. Would you introduce yourself to the people? I'm Sebastian Hill. Everybody call me Bass. Knock out food by Bass. All right, so he's going to be my teammate today, and we're going to be sharing with you um, some tips about beating procrastination, about how do you adapt when the unexpected happens? How do you accept where you are, but actually move forward and not be stuck? So that's some of the things we're going to be talking about today. Uh, this is an interactive toolbox. That means that you're going to be able to put in, you know, questions under the live. You're going to be able to, you know, ask us things. We can get back to you later. I'm going to put his information in this live, you know, and you're going to be able to reach out to him about his wonderful food that you're going to get to see a little bit more of later. You're going to be able to reach out to me. So this is not just a recording. This is actually a community that you can tap into. And so we can work together to make all of our lives better and more productive. That's the whole purpose of Zenergy to bring that that energy to bring that peace into our lives. So we're moving forward. So we're not stuck. So we are actually, even though it's quarantine and COVID and all the world's going crazy, we actually are still progressing towards our goals and dreams. And that, so that's what we're going to be trying to do today. Um, and so we have to lean on each other because many of us have experiences. I think that the, the greatest sense of potential, the greatest uh, source of potential is human experience. And so that's why, again, I want to bring on people, people that we all can relate to. They're not way up here. You know, they're not somebody that's not like us. They put their pants on, you know, the same way we do one leg at a time. And, and we can relate to them because, you know, they're just like us. They're going through the same things that we're going through and they can share their experiences. Um, we all are students. We're learning from each other, but we all can be teachers too. And that is energy. So let's begin. So I told you kind of a little overview of the topic that we have today. The topic we're going to start with is action. And the opposite of that would be procrastination. Have you ever had a problem with procrastination? Yes, I have. <laughs> I think we all have yes, had some, some yes, problems indeed. with procrastination. Yes, indeed. Sometimes we think that really famous people, you know, they don't deal with that, but they do too. You know, everybody I heard, does. yeah, everybody does. I heard about Leonardo da Vinci. We all know Leonardo da Vinci. He was way ahead of his time. He was making, you know, diagrams of helicopters in the 1600s, but he used to keep a diary. 
And they said when they got his diary, he had all of these projects that he never finished. And people were mad at him. He was writing in his diary about how so-and-so was mad because he didn't get his his project finished. And -and so-and-so was mad. And then he would write down, do I ever get anything finished? But then we look at him as a genius and he didn't even see all he was accomplishing. You know, so sometimes we have to have a proper perspective, you know, on what we're actually getting done. So I want to start with that first and then move on to, you know, talking about procrastination and how we can kind of get over it. Um, I heard a story about a teacher. Mm-hmm. The teacher was doing 10 math problems on the board okay. and she did the first nine right. And then she did the last one wrong, but she did it on purpose. And all the kids started laughing. Miss, miss, what you doing? You forgot how to do math. The tenth problem is wrong. And she said, but I did nine right. Why are you guys all pointing at the tenth one? Because you did it wrong. But I did nine right. Why aren't you focusing on that? But you did that wrong. And she was like, listen, listen, I'm trying to teach you something. I did that on purpose. Because sometimes you'll do nine things right. Or the people around you will see you do nine things right, but they'll focus on the ten thing you did wrong. Man. Have you ever had that happen yes, to you? Man. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we got to give ourselves credit. Sometimes we're really too hard on ourselves. We think like I can put in my planner. I have this planner. I can put in my planner that I'm going to do 16 things today. I got all this written down for today. All of this is the whole it's probably more than 16 things, you know, for yesterday I had the same thing written down, but if I only get three of those done, I actually did progress, you know? So you gotta, you gotta, gotta take, you know, take that credit. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, you know, how you got your business started. And, and one of the biggest problems I've seen with some entrepreneurs is they have an idea, but they procrastinate. They don't get started. So tell us about how you got started and how you procrastinated before you got started. I'm going to tell you, I always knew how to cook, you guys. I always knew how to cook. Um, I learned how to cook at the age of eight. My dad taught me everything that I know. And the thing is, is that um, when I cook, I cook to perfection. You know, my 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 thing when it comes to cooking is that I want to make sure everything is right and correct. You know, I don't want people, you know, trying to actually, you know, criticize me on what it tastes like. Because I'm gonna tell you, I'm a big food critic, and I want to make things right. So my dad taught me how to cook everything, and put it like this, yeah. I, I didn't, I say, I didn't, how can I say this? Um, I didn't actually, you know, go forward with it, you know. I let everything else get in my way. What I mean, I let everything else, I focus on other things besides cooking. But the thing is, is that I knew how to cook. I, I know I can cook, you know what I'm saying? And people in my family knew that I could cook. But, you know, other people didn't know that I can cook. But... This is where it, it gets hard at with me is because I wanted to do other things besides cook. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm a professional boxer. A lot of my uh, customers don't know that, but I'm a professional boxer and I always cook, you know, but, you know, playing football and 
boxing was my thing, you know. I wanted to either be one of those things, you know, uh, in life. I didn't want them to actually cook, you know what I'm saying? And um, my dad said, boy, don't you know, you know, cooking, <laughs> cooking can actually make you. I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm good. I want to play sports. So that's what I did. I played sports and everything, and I put the cooking behind. And so one one year, I got to be honest with you, I got tired of taking orders from boss man. You know what I'm saying? I got tired of, you know, doing that. And I wanted to, you know, actually figure out how can I do something for myself. And, um, you know, my boxing game at that time, you know, was dying down, you know what I'm saying? You know, and I wanted to do something else, you know. So one day I was in the kitchen, I was just cooking. And as I was cooking and uh, my daughter uh, now said that, uh, that is good. I said, appreciate it, like that. And next thing you know, you know, my um, my mom tells me that is good. And I'm like, mm hmm, like that. So I stepped out on faith. I went into work and I told my boss, man, I quit. Mm. And when I told him I quit, he said, what you gonna do? Like that, I said, I feel like I started my own company. And the thing is, remind y'all, I've been cooking ever since I was eight years old. So then not only that, I went to school for it as well, you know. You know, my dad taught me, but by me going to school for it, you know, it didn't do nothing but enhance it. So as it enhanced it, you know, now I know what I can really actually do, you know. So, but the thing is, is that, um, so how you gonna do this? So I said to myself, I don't know, and, um, I remember my um, my uh, fiance telling me that um, you cannot leave your job without having something else planned. Mm -hmm. And I said, I got something else planned. I said, what I got planned is that I'm gonna start my own company. So she said, how you gonna do that? I said, well, I don't know, but I know I can do it. So the thing is, is that my sister called me and uh, she tells me, she say, say little, little knucklehead. I say, what? She say, it's a dude that have a barbecue trailer for sale. I say, for real? Say, yeah. And he don't want that much for it. I say, you gotta be kidding me. So, um, and next thing you know, uh, she said, I'm so serious. So um, I say, where is it at? So she tells me, you know, where the location at. I say, well, tell him to stay there. I say, I'm on my way. And uh, the dude showed me the barbecue trader. And when I see the barbecue trader and everything, he tells me he want to sell me the barbecue trader for 1200 And I said, nah, man, come on, man. You, you can go down lower than that. So next thing you know, I end up talking the guy down to $800 for the trailer. So wow. I, I ended up getting the trader for $800. So as I got the trader for $800, now I um, I started barbecuing. And um, my fiance tells me, so you gonna cook barbecue? 
that's that's your idea now? And I say, no, I'm not going to just be the average barbecue man. I'm going to do more than just the average barbecue. And um, I said, I'm going to cook all kinds of dishes. You know, I'm going to do everything. She said, you're going to do everything on this trailer? That's a barbecue trailer. Like that. I say, yeah, I'm going to do everything on So what I started doing, I started cooking and preparing dishes. You know, when I started preparing dishes, I would prepare my dishes at home and get everything ready for later on that night. You know, I would pop up at the club scene later on that night. And people, you might think I'm crazy, but they would, they would be sitting there waiting on me to come there. Some people would just come to the club scene just to get my food. I believe you. So, okay. Now, I want to interrupt you for a minute because that you said so many things that I just want to break down. We talking about taking action. You know, um, I was talking about what you attract into your life and and you were talking about faith. You know, faith without works is dead, right? We Mm -hmm. have to work. We have to act Mm -hmm. on it. So when you step out on faith, the universe says, Okay, I see you real. I see you're ready. I see that you're going to um, do something besides talk. Mm-hmm. And so it gives you an opportunity. When your sister called you up and said, there's a man with a barbecue right. truck for sale, that was God. That was the universe working on your right. behalf. You said right. you wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. And now it's... it. It's an opportunity, but it's also a test. Exactly. Are you going to put your money well, where I'm your mouth is? Exactly. Right. Because exactly. a lot of people, when they say they want to go into business, they don't want to invest in themselves. Nah. They don't want to take that risk. So you actually have to put your money where your, where mouth, your mouth is. You actually have to you actually have to not just step out on faith by saying, I'm going to start my own business, mm-hmm. but by starting to pull out that money and invest in it. And then you had a vision also. You said, I'm going to be not your average barbecue man. I'm going to make all these different kinds of dishes. So, you know, you have to think about it as a business person, as an artist, what makes you unique? Now we're all unique. We got, you know, different fingerprints, but you got to kind of crystallize and be able to tell people what makes you unique because that's what makes people want to kind of come to come to you and it's going to build you a following is going to, and you said it right. The people would be waiting on you and I'm going to move this mic over a little bit because I don't know if it was picking up every single thing you said. I want to make sure we don't miss any words, but so you, Stepped out on faith, the universe provided, and you put your money where your mouth was. And then when somebody said, okay, you just doing barbecue? No, I got a bigger vision than barbecue, you know? And that's the thing about us. People sometimes don't have a big enough vision. You know, when you when you said you were tired of taking orders, you were tired of working for somebody else. You had a bigger vision for your life. Right. But it took you taking some action on that vision, you know, and you did that. You might've thought about all of the risks or, you know, the, the worries, but you put all that aside and said, I can do this. And that's what I believed in. Yeah, I can do this. I really believed in that. And and the thing is, is that I'm going to be honest, you know, I procrastinated on it for Mm -hmm. a long time. You know what I'm saying? I got the trailer, then, you know, I will work one week and one work another week because the reason why, because I felt like, you know, 
I should be making a lot of money right then and there, but it, it doesn't work like that. No. You know what I'm saying? Mm-mm. So the thing is, um, I remember quite well um, my next door neighbor telling me that, well, you can't stop. Right. You know what I'm saying? You, you don't start something now. You can't stop, you know. Right. There's people that's out there, you know, that tasted your food, that's like your food, that's still going to be wanting some of your food. Right. I say, yeah, but, you know, I told them, I say, you know, that's nothing dime money, man. You know what I'm saying? I need I need a line, you know. He said, don't you know, um, Sebastian, he said, I got to tell you this here. Most people that start their own company doesn't happen overnight. It takes anywhere from four to five years before you start to see money. I said, man, I don't have that kind of time. He said, well, if you don't have that kind of time, what that means is that you got to get out there and work a little hard. That means mm. you got to get out there and push yourself. That means that you have to be out there every day. Mm. So uh, I said, man, what? He said, man, I'm going to tell you this shit. He said, I'm going to be honest with you. He says, you have these expanding guys that work. And when they work, they work. And they don't complain about working seven days a mm-hmm. week. So with that being said, you working for yourself. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't complain about working seven days a week. Because mm-hmm. guess what? You your own boss. Mm-hmm. You can work when you want to work. And I say, you know what, man? You so right. Mm. He say, you don't have to get up early. Mm. He say, you can get up whenever you want to. But the thing is, you got to make sure you go out there every day. And I say, you know what? You so right. And I did that. Now, I want to stop you for a second okay. because... There is so many things, again, with your story, there's so many things that our people need to latch on to. Because sometimes we listen to a story, but we don't take all, we don't take all of the nuggets in there. When you want to quit, sometimes you need to have somebody in your corner telling you, wait a minute, you about to make a mistake. That's true. You need to have somebody in your corner giving you the bigger picture. The bigger picture was... It takes time to succeed. And if you want to succeed faster, you got to work harder. You got to work harder, man. And and he gave you, he gave you that great advice. So, you know, I've always been told that sometimes you need to have that sounding board before you make a big decision. You know, we, we sometimes want to jump out there and make decisions on emotion because mm-hmm. you were feeling frustrated. That was an right. emotion. Was. You were feeling angry. That was an emotion. It's not good to make decisions on emotion. It's good to make decisions on facts and on your exactly. vision. You know, what do you want to accomplish? Asking yourself those questions, right? You know, so when when he talked to you, he was talking to you about the facts that it takes time right, to, right. to succeed. And, and that most people don't get there you know, until four to five years down the road. And then you said, okay, then I have a choice. I could do what I was going to do and quit, or I could work harder so that if they took five years to get there because they were putting in 40 hours a week, maybe I'm going to put in 50 or 60 hours a week. You know, maybe I'm going to, you know, make more connections. Maybe I'm going to go about it a different way. Sometimes it's not just working harder. Sometimes it's working smarter, Right. you know, getting word of mouth going, you know, networking more. So, 
he gave you some excellent advice. He gave you some he excellent did. advice. He really did. And you followed it. Again, followed it. humility, right? We got to realize, I know as, as a... I'm 49, about to be 50. Sometimes we think we know everything. We done hey, been I'm, on this I, earth. Hey, I'm not done with you. <laughs> you know, we done been I'm on this earth a while, right? We like, you know what? I know what I'm doing. But sometimes we got to humble ourselves and say, you know what? This person might actually know better than me. Mm-hmm. They might actually be giving me some advice I need to listen to. Exactly. And so sometimes we don't get... We don't progress because we are too stuck in our own way of thinking. And it's good to listen. It's good to take good advice. You know, it's good to also realize when people are being sent to you. Right. You know, that man was sent to you to tell you something at a critical time that you needed to hear it. And I and I took it and and I walked with it. Mm -hmm. You know, right to this day, I I still walk with it. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, you know, my my. My life was much better than what it was when I first started, put it like that. You know, um, I I have help, you know what I'm saying? Like I tell everybody, you know, it's it's not going to be something that come overnight or whatever, you know, starting out. But the thing is, I got to look at it like this here. You said something earlier, you know, everybody put on their they pants the same way. And I put on my pants the same way. And guess what? I do it every day. I put them on the same way. And when I put them on, I get up and walk the same way and do the same thing every day because I try my best to strive for perfection. You mm. know, and that's my thing. You know, I um, I did enough procrastinating. I did enough um, laying back and all that. And, you know, today, this day of time, 2020, with the coronavirus going on, <laughs> hey, I'm pushing still for perfection. You know, I'm still doing the best I can possibly do in life. And I'm going to continue to do that until the day I die. You know, that's just me. That's the way I was brought up. You know, I was always a go-getter. You know what I'm saying? But these days of time, I think I'm I'm more than just a go-getter. You know, I'm I'm, I'm a person that, that, that don't stop. You know, pushing, you know, for perfection. I, I just keep going. Like the energizer battery. I just keep going and going and going and going. Well, that's that's <laughs> good. That's good. You know, it's really good when you keep that vision in mind and you give yourself credit. You know, even though he told you that you might take four to five years to get to where you wanted to be. You were not at point A where you started. You had progress. And sometimes with people sometimes have a problem moving forward because they they look at where they want to go and they're worried about the destination. Exactly. Don't worry about the destination. Just take the first, like you said, I put my pants on and I go. Exactly. I go and I go and I do what I can that day. You know, you have to do what you can that day. You know, um, the research about procrastination is that people get overwhelmed. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they get into their feelings. They start feeling like, ooh, it's going to be too hard. It was going to take too long. Mm -hmm. And then they don't have enough um, faith in that reward. That reward seems so far away. You know, they say that like the expectancy and the effort and the reward, those three things combined together is what either motivates you or causes you to pull back and procrastinate. You know, and you got upset for a little while about right. that delay 
need, you know, oh, yeah. I'm not getting the money I want right yeah, now. Exactly. But you had somebody come and tell you it will come. It'll okay, come. It's just going to take time. Yeah. And then you realize, okay, if I want it faster, I got to work harder. So, you know, with overcoming procrastination, we got to realize what motivates us. You know, Tony Robbins said people are motivated by either fear of pain or desire for pleasure. Hmm. And more people are scared of pain than they desire that pleasure. Right. So when you left your job, you were like, I'm tired of taking orders. This is getting painful. This is, you know, annoying. That pain kind of, even though it might not have been a physical pain, it might have been a mental pain, like a headache, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Migraine. Migraine. You know, that that mental pain started getting to you, and then you wanted to move away from that pain. You weren't even really worried about the pleasure of working for yourself. You just wanted to move away from that pain. And so that's what motivates us a lot. We get into wanting to move away from whatever pain is in our lives, and we want to go to something better. You know, Um, but we have to be able to delay gratification. We have to be able to tell ourselves, I can wait. Mm -hmm. I can wait a little bit till I see my change come. There used to be an old spiritual, old gospel song. I'm going to wait for my change to come. I'm going to stay steadfast. You know, I remember like those songs like I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. You know, those steadfast songs. You know, the old church. Yeah, so that whole idea of of the change is going to come, right? If you stay, if you keep planting those seeds, you keep watering those seeds, you keep tending those seeds, the harvest will come. It's just you got to be faithful. Yeah. You got to be faithful. And And all the faithful, you really got to stay focused. Oh, that's good. You got to stay focused. You know what I'm saying? Because if you don't stay focused, it'll fall. I'm I'm serious. It, It will fall. Speaking of staying focused, you know, we're talking about procrastination. Right. Society will try to grab your attention. That phone in our pocket, the TV, you know, I mean, you could spend the whole day just scrolling through Facebook and Instagram and watching movies on Netflix. You could spend a whole day. And then at the end of the day, you're like, I didn't do a thing. I did nothing today. All I did was just scroll and text and check, you know, and, and the reason why is, you know, we talk about that, about that pleasure and pain. You actually get pleasure from Facebook. It's actually designed to make you addicted. I'm going to tell y'all, I have a, a Facebook page where I conduct my business and I also have a Facebook page where I just joke and laugh. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, right. And the, pa- the page I have where I just joke and laugh is Sebastian Hill. You know, it's just me acting a fool. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. You know, just being myself. You know, that relaxes me. You know, then I see people, you know, they get offended on some mm. of the pages, you know, the <laughs> posts that I post. But the thing is, it's all about laughing and relaxing, you know, and joking. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I try to separate myself from business sometimes. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because everything shouldn't be always business. You know, it's times where you need, you know, to relax and just, you know, laugh, joke sometimes, you know. You don't always have to necessarily be about straight just business. I, you know, that's and I true. try to, that's how I try to make my life, you know, to be, you know, sometimes it's all right to be straight business. Sometimes you need that little smile and that little joke, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's me, man. That's me all day, every day. 
Well, that's you're right. We need a balance. We need a exactly. balance, you know, and we have to sometimes you need a break just because you can come back better. You can come back more refreshed mm-hmm. and you can come back with a better perspective. You know, my mother used to tell me when you need to make a big decision, go to sleep. Right. And make it the next day. Don't make it in the moment because when you're rested, your mind is fresh. Mm-hmm. You make a better decision than if you're tired and you just try to get through that decision, you know. Gotcha. And so sometimes we need to sit down with a good meal. Like we're going we gonna to taste your food in a minute and, <laughs> and, and, and just, you know, rest your mind for a minute and then get up and do those those tasks that you need to do and make those decisions. So just to kind of wrap up what we said today. You know, because we're going to be wrapping up action and we're going to be moving on to another little topic that we're going to talk about. Uh, But we learn from you Uh that sometimes pain pushes you to act. Uh And when it pushes you to act, sometimes it's a little harder when you get to acting than you thought it was. And you don't get that immediate gratification. But... You probably have somebody in your corner telling you, hey, man, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Mm -hmm. You know, it takes time. It takes four to five years for some of these businesses to show a profit. Don't give up. You know, what's the alternative? Going back to where you came from, going back to the job that gave you a migraine. Mm -hmm. You know, at least you're working for yourself. You know, you're following your own dream. You're building your own dream, you know. And so we learned that from you that you act even when it gets rough you keep that focused mindset on why did I start why did I start I started this because I had a vision for myself that I could do it I started this because I wanted to work for myself I didn't want to take orders from other people I didn't I really didn't man I really Mm -hmm. didn't and guess what you guys I've been in business for 11 years. Look at that. 11 years. Look at that. Now, I'm going I'm to tell you a statistic you might not know. 85% of businesses fail in the five in the first five years. Yes. So that means you are one of the 15% that made, that's, that made it. That's still standing, you know? Still standing. And even in Corona, yes. still standing. And believe it or not, Corona, <laughs> you know, it... it it made it bad for a lot of people. Don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying? You know, I hate it that it's there. You know what I'm saying? I hate that, you know, we have to live the way we live in right now. But, um, you know, Corona blessed me, though. Because hmm. it gave a lot of my uh, my friends a chance to actually taste my food. Wow. Because I'm doing deliveries now. And by me doing deliveries, you know, I, I go all over. Hmm. Uh, what they call it, the H town, you know. H town, you know. And man, I come from the Woodlands area, all the way to Third Ward, where mm-hmm. I was raised. You know, when I say raised, these was the streets that I walked. You know, many nights by myself. You know, going home. You know, from work. You know, um, I have to say, man. You know, streets of Third Ward made me the man that I am today, though. I'm happy. That's good. I mean, it's good to, you know, 
knowing where you come from, mm-hmm. taking pride in your roots, taking pride in your culture. That's that's a powerful thing. You know, I talk about ancestors a lot and mm-hmm. taking pride in, in who who brought you up and what they taught you and, and what they left in, you know, flowing in your veins. That's that's powerful stuff, you know. So right. I want you to tell us about what you have here okay. so that people can see it. And we're going to do a little little taste, taste test. test. Okay. So we're going to do a little taste test and then right. we're going to take a little break and we're going to come back and then we're going to talk with him a little bit more about some other topics so tell us what you got here you can well today right here i'm gonna start with this one right here first this right here is my grilled chicken seafood alfredo that's what this is right here when i say mm-mm good mm-mm good <laughs> all right and this one right here is my Jamaican style oxtails. Mm. When I say it'll make you hurt yourself, it'll make you hurt yourself. And last but not least, this is my crawfish and shrimp etouffee. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. My thing is, I'm here to feed you, not cheat you. That's my motto. That's what I live by. I like to feed people like I like to eat. And as you see, I'm a big boy. You know, I ain't no little bit of boy. I'm a big boy. So I'm gonna feed you like I like to eat. I'm not gonna cheat you at all. What you see is what you get. And I will attest to it. Those three plates, you know, um, my son was ordering from him and I was like, where are you getting this food from? My goodness. And my son does not like vegetables. I'm gonna tell you, he yes. doesn't like vegetables. But your broccoli cheese rice, yes. that's the best broccoli <laughs> cheese rice I have ever had in my life. It is so, I mean, it is, it like melts in your mouth. Like, you, it's darling. so good. I appreciate it. Uh-huh. It's, I mean, the cabbage was a little spicy. I let my son eat that. Green yeah. beans and bacon. Oh, my gosh. That's, oh, my gosh. Yeah, and I could actually cook. Yeah. I was kind of a little offended with my son. He was like, I like his vegetables. I was like, <laughs> you don't tell a woman you don't like that vegetable. Vegetables, you know, but yes, yeah. Yes. So I mean, it was it was beautiful. So we're gonna um we're gonna go ahead and and do a little sampling here. But I can tell you that man, his food is amazing. I've had the oxtails. I've had the steak and shrimp, the T-bone steak and the shrimp. Oh my God. My son brought that home and he opened it up and I looked at it. It was so beautiful. I didn't even want to eat it at first. (laughs) And then I smelled it and I was like, Oh, that smells so amazing. And the shrimp, uh, everything. It was so good. And the thing is, you can't eat your plate in one sitting. No. It's breakfast, lunch, and dinner for me. It takes a whole day. Hey, man. It takes a whole day, a whole three meals for me to eat your plate. I'm going to tell you this here. I'm going to tell you all this here. Have you ever go to the restaurant, and when you get to the restaurant, you don't pay all this money for this food? And when you leave the restaurant, you go home and you look in the refrigerator for something else to eat. Hmm. See, that's my thing. I don't want you to be able to do that with me. So once you eat my plate, I want you to go home and go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? I want to put you to sleep. That's why the name of my business is called Knockout Food. It's called Knockout Food because it's going to put you to sleep once you finish eating. And the thing is, when you wake back up, you have another half to eat. That's the way I, I made my, my dishes to be, you know, 
I want to feed the people like I like to eat. And my thing is, I, when I lay down, I want to be able to wake back up and be able to eat again. Mm. And that's the way it is. Well, we are going to dish a little bit of this out and, and um, I'm going to have my photographer stop filming real quick because I want him to taste it and then I'm going to taste it and then we're going to come back, you know, and uh, we're going to definitely talk some more. So we definitely want you guys to to come back with us, you know, in a few minutes, but I'm going to let him get on the live. I'm going to get behind the... <laughs> I want to make sure I can see your reaction, you know. Uh-oh. Okay, so what, go ahead, sample me up, man. I'm ready. Okay. I'm going to tell you, my name is Mouton Bazilla, so I know if it's good or not, okay? Man, hey. If my I can't do nothing else. Louisiana, Mouton Bazilla, we know good food. Say, so, hey, if I can't do nothing else, I can cook, my brother. <laughs> Told you my father was a chef. Nah, no, I'm not going to see that. You have your choice. I'm to get what? fix my plate. You try just a little uh-huh. bit now. I'm not a big, big heavy eater like talking okay. folks, but <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna do some of these oxtails. Okay. This is my Jamaican style oxtails. Put a little etouffee on there too. Yeah, I'm finna put it. I'm finna. I'm finna give you all three dishes. All oh, right, right. I'm finna give you all three dishes. Nah, I agree with Zen. Your presentation is lovely, man. It's, hey, man, I appreciate it. It's his food is art, right? And then you put it in your mouth, and it's a whole different kind of art. Oh, that's good. It I just like explodes that. in your I mouth. I mean, this is like this is like. We're going to have to call you culinary poetry. So you're going to be like so, that. Hey, man, I'm going to tell y'all something. Yeah. What a lot of people don't know, my thing was art. You know, I went to school for art. You know, I love to draw. And my thing was, you know, if anything I wanted to do was was be an artist. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Before I wanted to play sports, uh, wanted to box or anything like that, I wanted to draw. So, but as you see, this is the way I draw now. Let's mm. start with the oxtail. Let me see what it's doing. Well, it's tender already. Oh, it's tender. Yeah, I can tell. Mm. Talk mm-hmm. to me. Can't hear me. You didn't have to tell you not to talk before you mouth. Hey, man, I hear you. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you don't have a permanent base right now? You still just mobile? My, I have a big food truck, you know what I'm saying? So the thing is, is that uh, since the corona, you know, I've just been making deliveries. Mm-hmm. I tell you, you restaurant ready. Oh, he's oh, yeah. restaurant ready. Mm-hmm. He could open up a restaurant tomorrow and he would have a line out the door. I'm serious. Yeah. I told my son, I was like, you are the best soul food I've had in like years. Just, yeah. I mean, just I mean, you rest so good. You, you have good food. The food is excellent. Appreciate it, man. I give you that. You know, now. Nah. I'm also a cigarette smoker, so I like a lot of salt. Mm-hmm. This is still good, the flavor, even without mm-hmm. the salt. 
See, that's my thing. You know, like I tell people, you know, I'm I'm the type of person that I try to make my dish where you don't have to use no season. When you when you get my plate, I don't want you to be able to have to put salt and pepper on my plate. Mm-hmm. You can eat my my plate without having to put salt and pepper. You know how you get food from the restaurant and you have to go home and docker it up and everything, you know, put you your own little kick to it. I want to turn the camera. I don't want to see me sucking the bones now. <laughs> Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, sucking that ball. Get it, sucking that ball. That little personal right there. We like to keep that in the house. <laughs> That's how you know you're good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, oh, it's, it's. There you go. It's a phase of food. It is, yeah, yeah. And everybody can't cook oxtails. No. I mean, oh, everybody can't cook oxtails. Oh, everybody can't, man. Yeah. Everybody can't. And the thing is, my dad taught me how to cook all the soul food. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That was the guy that had me in there cleaning chitlins. Mm. <laughs> wow. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, but, you know, like most kids, like my brothers, you know, my sister, you know, they they didn't look at daddy cook. They, they knew he could cook, you know what I'm saying? But I would be in the kitchen with him, watching him cook, mm. you know what I'm saying? Helping him cook, you know? And the thing is, like my brother, he would tell you, you know, man, I don't have time being in no kitchen, man. That's you. That's what you want to do, you know? But uh, like Daddy say, um, you know, the way to a woman's heart is through the kitchen. So he ain't, he been with my mama all this time. Him and my mama still together nah, right I, to this day. Saying, they used to say the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Hey, it nah. works just as well for a woman. Yes. Because I know, I know a woman like a man that can cook. Yes, exactly. I agree with you. Okay, so my <laughs> show has now become a dating show. So everybody listening that's single, if you don't know how to cook, you need to learn how to cook. Hey, already. There you Definitely. go. There you there go. go. There you go. We just gave you a dating tip. A woman will put up with a lot of stuff if she know you in that kitchen cooking. Yeah. And I'm talking about women that can cook. Yeah. And know you can cook. Almost. Oh, yes. You know, my sister, my sister told me, she said,